1: More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting.
0: Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You could get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Did you know that Yopon is the only tea plant indigenous to the United States? Hi, I'm CJ, the owner of Emerald Coast Tea Company. We have a line of Yopon teas and Yopon tea blends that will open your eyes to tea that is literally made in the USA. Check out our entire line of teas at www.emeraldcoastteacompany.com. Honey, this ain't your mama's tea. You're listening to Underground USA.
0: As the American people continue to have their household budgets decimated by the cost of gasoline and fuel oil, the Biden administration has launched an egregious gaslighting campaign to deflect from their transformative and opportunistic energy policies. Policies that took effect his first day in office, and which have resulted in an average $3 per gallon price increase at the pump. You're listening to Underground USA. My name is Frank Salvato. In the face of that indisputable fact... President Biden sent a clear message to U.S. oil and gas companies Tuesday that they would see no relief after banning the import of Russian oil, natural gas, and coal.
1: Now, let, me, let me say this. To the oil and gas companies and to the finance firms that pack them, we understand Putin's war against the people of Ukraine is causing prices to rise. We get that. That's self-evident. But, 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 it's no excuse to exercise excessive price increases or padding profits or any kind of effort to exploit this situation or American or American uh, consumers exploit them. Russia's aggression is costing us all and it's no time for profiteering or price gouging.
0: Biden went on to further deflect blame onto the fossil fuel sector by pointing to the 9,000 unused federal land drilling leases currently held by oil and gas companies.
1: Look, let me be clear. It's simply not true that my administration or policies are holding back domestic energy production. That's simply not true. In the United States, the oil and gas industry has millions of acres leased. They have 9,000 permits to drill now. They could be drilling right now, yesterday, last week, last year. They have 9,000 to drill onshore that are already approved. So let me be clear. Let me be clear. They are not using them for production now. That's their decision.
0: Biden's statement drew immediate condemnation throughout the U.S. oil industry with ConocoPhillips Chief Executive Officer Ryan Lance, saying his rhetoric was a spewing of political talking points and, quote, not very helpful. The White House just doesn't understand the complexity of the business, Lance said. We sell into the market, spotlighting the fact that the fossil fuel industry doesn't set the price of oil or fuel. Industry executives explained that it's not unusual for federal leases to sit idle since the leased tracks may not contain enough crude to justify the cost to extract it from the ground. While the Energy Information Administration's latest short-term energy outlook projected Brent crude would average $83 per barrel in 2022, before falling to $68 per barrel in 2023, it has revised those estimates upward to $105 in 2022 and $89 in 2023. Brent crude oil has recently hit $139 per barrel. Some traders are speculating oil will reach $200 a barrel during March. Their speculation affects the market price of gasoline and fuel oil to the consumer. The most recent uptick in prices may have to do with the Russian-Ukraine war in part, but prices have been increasing for over a year. David Blackman, the editor of Shale magazine, said, quote, "...Russia's war against Ukraine has added a premium to the price of crude on the global market of $15 to $20 per barrel and promises to add more if the conflict is extended. But the oil price was $37 per barrel when Biden was elected and had already risen by $60 before Russia's invasion due to supply and demand factors." The factor is the market has been undersupplied for months now, and Biden has contributed to that greatly by his efforts to hamstring the U.S. oil industry. That's the truth, unquote. Subham Garg, CEO of White Tundra Investments, said, quote, The geopolitical risk and fear in the market do play a role. However, I think the bigger problem is a fundamental problem. We were already in an undersupplied market with a very low inventory. American domestic production and Canadian production have been unfairly targeted, Carr Ingram, a petroleum economist with the Texas Alliance of Energy Producers, agreed with the Energy Information Administration in pointing out that the Biden administration's transformative, agenda-driven, yet inept recovery from the COVID production downturn accounted for the long-range rise in prices, quote, The question is, Why weren't we growing production on the heels of that much faster than we were? I think it's quite safe to say that the political, legislative, and regulatory environment is openly hostile, or has been, to growing or reestablishing U.S. domestic crude oil production. It's quite disingenuous to simply blame our current price levels on what Russia did because we had a $90 base of crude oil pricing in place before this happened." To deny that the Biden administration's energy policies have been anything but damaging to the fossil fuel industry is to exist in denial of a truth that is presented right in front of our faces. The shutting down of the Keystone XL and the Line 5 pipelines, the ban on drilling in Anwar, and the termination of the 80 million acre oil lease in Louisiana have all served as foundational points in the knee-jerk spike in gas prices. Gasoline prices on this date in 2021 stood at $2.70 per gallon on average. Today, they stand at an average of $4.25 per gallon, with reports of prices over $6 and $7 coming out of California. The price of a gallon of gas on January 20th, 2021, the day Joe Biden was sworn in as President of the United States, according to GasBuddy.com, was $2.25 per gallon. The U.S. Energy Information Administration reported, As we head into the winter of 2021 and 2022, retail prices for energy are at or near multi-year highs in the United States. We expect the increase in energy prices as the United States returns to economic growth to mean higher residential energy bills this winter. That was projected well before Russia invaded Ukraine. They went on to predict that for the 2021-2022 winter, nearly half of U.S. households that heat primarily with natural gas will spend 30% more than they spent the winter before, that the 5% of the U.S. households that heat primarily with propane will spend 54% more, and that the 4% of U.S. households that heat primarily with heating oil will spend 43% more. That wasn't because of a virus, and it wasn't because of the Russians invading Ukraine. It was because the Biden administration entered office with a grotesque and radical agenda to cripple the fossil fuel industry to such an extent that prices would rise to allow the green energy sector to be competitive in the marketplace. The Institute of Energy Research defines energy independence as producing more energy than a nation uses. The United States achieved that goal in 2019 after a 62-year run in being import dependent for our energy needs. Our country achieved this independence by increasing the use of hydraulic fracking and horizontal drilling. This resulted in an increase of 5.7% in total energy production, while demand decreased by 0.9%. Another milestone achieved in 2019 is that the United States became a net exporter of energy, the third largest energy exporter in the world, helping to drive down fuel prices while creating 10 million jobs domestically in the energy sector. That all ended when the Biden team decided to inflict the ideological agenda of transforming the United States from a fossil fuel energy culture to a renewable energy culture, which they did within the first hour of the administration. As an aside, the fossil fuel sector accounts for the overwhelming majority of energy production and consumption, not only in the United States, but also around the world. And even though renewable energy has been actively promoted since 1957, its share of the energy consumption market has only grown by 4% since then. This is an anemic percentage given the billions, if not trillions, of taxpayer dollars the government has spent on subsidies to that industry. I don't believe I know anyone who wants to live in a polluted world. I know of no human being who would prefer polluted air and water to clean air and water. And I know of no one who thinks harming the earth is a good or wise thing to do. That said, I know of no thinking, learned, informed human being... Who doesn't understand that the Earth is much more powerful than the human race? It shook off the dinosaurs, cycled through ice ages and volcanic eras, and continues on no matter what. It repairs itself after man made nuclear events, self vaccinates against man made contagions, and will survive mankind in its entirety. To believe that humans have the ability to destroy the Earth beyond repair is a grand exercise. In arrogance. I'm all for embracing renewable energy when that technology eclipses fossil fuels as a more reliable, more efficient, and more affordable energy source. Only a fool wouldn't, but dismantling an effective, reliable, and, when activism and government stay out of the way, affordable energy source to pursue a not ready for prime time energy source that has been proven to fail in a crisis, think Texas partially relies on fossil fuels to operate, EV charging mainly works on coal, and that costs dramatically more simply to satisfy an activist movement is, in a word, stupid. There is no reason, no good reason, that the fossil fuel industry and the renewable energy sector can't work together to deliver reliable, stable, effective, and affordable energy to the United States and the world. Truthfully, it would marginalize some very bad actors on the world stage who've harnessed energy as a tool of influence, coercion, and power. There's no reason why the United States shouldn't be completely energy independent, always and forever. This brings us to one ultimate question: What is the motivation behind the fascist lust insistence that we embrace renewable energy before its time, when its use has only grown four percent since the 1950s? I'll give you one guess: <coughs> World Economic Forum, <coughs> Great Reset. It's time to take it to our elected officials. Enough playing around. Enough with enriching the elites and the chosen ones. It's time to serve the American people. Sideline the special interest spending, correct the economy, make us energy independent again, and give the American people a frickin' break. If you're listening to Underground USA, be sure to check out everything we do at undergroundusa.com. Sign up for the newsletter. It comes straight to you, not filtered through social media, which is now automatically deleting things they deem misinformation if you're a Facebook user. That's why we have to come straight to you. Don't allow for people to keep you from information. It's going to become increasingly important as we move forward. My name is Frank Salvato. It's UndergroundUSA.com. I'll be back after this.
1: He calls democracy messy, props up the Chinese Communist Party, praises Xi and his regime known for violent oppression, invests in Chinese military companies. A defector? No. It's BlackRock CEO Larry Fink, the CEO of a major American company who's gone all in on China. Can he be more anti-American? Larry Fink, BlackRock. Taking your money, betting on China. Message paid for by Consumers Research, an independent educational 501c3 nonprofit organization. Log on to www.consumerresearch.org to learn more.